Hey guys, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez. I hope you are enjoying your day. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast today. If you are in America, hope you had a great Labor Day yesterday, hopefully barbecued. Today we are talking about hope. Yes, hope. And the funny thing about hope is there's this pretty important scripture in the Bible 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And so it talks about these three primary main important parts of our life, faith, hope, and love. And I'm sure you can agree with me that love gets a lot of attention, right? It's the most important thing. Love God with everything you got. Love your neighbor as yourself. We see love all over the place. Faith, another very prominent important topic, right? Faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is always being talked about. But what about hope? Hope is occasionally talked about, but it doesn't get as much airtime as faith and love. Uh, Hope is different than faith. It's definitely in the same family, but there's definitely some major distinctions to hope that makes it different than faith. So today we're going to talk about hope because I believe it's important and I believe that it's something that God wants in your life. So we'll find out why, okay? The difference between faith and hope. Faith is the confidence that something will happen. It's when you're confident, you're assured this is going to happen. That's your faith, right? It's immovable. It's unshakable. It's great. But what about hope? Hope, by definition, is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Listen to that. It's a feeling of expectation. It's a desire for a certain thing to happen. I read an article about the relationship between faith and hope can be illustrated by the joy a child feels when his father tells him they're going to Disneyland tomorrow. So if a dad says to his kid, hey, tomorrow we're going to go to Disneyland, the fact that the child believes he's going to go to Disneyland because of what his father said, that's considered faith, believing what was said, accepting it as truth, right? But at the same time, that belief inside the child kindles an irrepressible joy, then that's hope. So the child's natural trust in his father's promise is faith, but the child's shouts of delight and jumping in place and the excitement of it, that's the expressions of hope. So there we have a great understanding of the difference between faith and hope. Faith believes it as true. Hope is like almost as if it's the expression, the excitement, the anticipation of it, right? And I think that's why people don't like to talk about it as much, because it's emotional, It's emotional, and sometimes when you get emotional or get emotions involved, it can be unpredictable. And I think the number one reason people don't like to talk about hope or the emotion of it is because it can disappoint, right? I mean, what if you get all your hopes up and then it doesn't happen? Then now you're emotionally wrecked, and that's what the Bible actually says in Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred. Now, there was a hope that got pushed to the side that didn't come to pass, It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. It can make you sick, your heart sick, which could be depression, despair, discouragement, you know, hopelessness is is all that. It makes you sick because you, why? When you had hope for something, you've already experienced the emotion of it. You experience the emotion of it, yet 
you didn't get to fully experience it. It's just like that story of the dad telling the kid he's going to Disneyland, the kid's all excited, ready to go, jump in and, you know, just visualizing, going on a roller coaster. And all of a sudden, the next morning, the dad says, you know, I actually have got to go to work today. We're not going to go to Disneyland. I mean, that's disappointing, you know. The child has already experienced the emotion of it, the hope of this happening. It's like uh, a waiter walking by with a savory meal and passing by your table serving others and never serves you. Maybe they ran out of food or whatever and then and you got to go home. So, I mean, imagine that. You're like anticipating. You can smell it. It's, it's getting the senses involved and you're visualizing, you're anticipating, and then it doesn't happen. And that's discouraging. That that can literally make your heart sick, the Bible says, which is despair, depression, and all that stuff. And that's why sometimes people don't want to hope because I'll just rather believe and trust, but I don't want to get my hopes up because usually when someone says that, they've experienced disappointment. And when you experience disappointment, nobody likes disappointment. Who wants disappointment? Who wants to get their emotions up, their excitement level high, only to be disappointed? That's not a good feeling, not a good experience. But look at the other side of hope. A longing fulfilled or a hope fulfilled, that same verse says, is a tree of life. It's a tree of life. I like how it says it's a tree of life, not just life, because life is something that blesses you or makes you your life better. But a tree of life, what does trees do? Trees bear fruit. So a tree of life, when what you hope for is fulfilled, it not only blesses you, but it provides fruit off of that tree to inspire and feed others of the faithfulness of God, of the testimony of your faith. And so that's why it's important to experience that fulfillment. And so we see the two sides of hope. Hope fulfilled is a tree of life that not only blesses you, but blesses everybody else. But hope that's deferred, oh man, that's hard to deal with. That can really wreck people. So, so many people, we just kind of, I'm just going to steer clear of hope and, you know, won't get my hopes up, you know, but we're going to look at a few things today. First off, we're going to see how to deal with hope deferred. Obviously, this is a major topic that we can go week after week after week, and maybe we will. Because it's definitely something that we all experience in life. Hope deferred, disappointment. How do you deal with it? So today I'm going to share with you just two quick points to get through or to deal with disappointment or hope deferred. So here we go. How to deal with hope deferred. The first one is understanding that delays are not denials. Delays are not denials. We got to understand that God's answers aren't just yes or no. There's also a not yet. Sometimes we think it's yes or no. So when we pray and something doesn't happen, we interpret it as no. Well, it could be a no, but it also could be a not yet. It could be wait. Things aren't set up yet. There's more to do in you to prepare you for that. There's more to do around you and other people to prepare you for whatever you're believing God for. So it's It's not always a yes or no answer from God. There's also a not yet. And that's actually encouraging because, I mean, you see that throughout the Bible. So many people waiting on God for these promises. And it wasn't that they were denied. It was, it just wasn't the right time. So I encourage you, if your hope has been deferred, 
If you are experiencing disappointment or are still trying to get through a past disappointment, you got to understand that it doesn't mean it's a no. It could be a not yet. And I know waiting can be frustrating. Waiting can, you know, nobody likes to wait. But waiting builds tremendous character. And I know nobody wants to hear that. But if you understood what God had in your future, you would know why he's preparing you so much for your future. Because it's a big thing. And it takes a lot of preparation for something amazing, such as amazing as your future in your life. So the first way we could deal with disappointment or our hope being deferred today is to realize that God's delays are not denials. The second one is to realize that Manasseh is coming. Like, who the heck is Manasseh? Well, if you remember the story of Joseph in the Bible, I've talked about him, uh, I think, the first season a lot. And he's one of my go-to people in the Bible to talk about. There's so much a valuable insight in his life and the story. It's it's just a great story. Regardless, <laughs> even if you don't want to look for the truth, just it's a great story. The story of Joseph in the Bible. But we understand that Joseph had a great promise. He got his hopes up from this dream that he got. And I'll just recap super short. Obviously, he was sold into slavery by his brothers because they got jealous of him, didn't like his boasting. Um, And then he got accused, falsely accused of rape. So then he was not just sold into slavery, but then he was thrown into prison. And this went on for 13 years, guys. He had this promise. He had to wait 13 years from being a slave to being a prison. And after those 13 years, I mean, when Joseph probably thought it was never going to happen, I don't know, maybe he did. Maybe he's kept his hope up. Regardless of that, God brought him out. God proved faithful in Joseph's life. God brought him out. God fulfilled his promise. God brought him from the prison to the palace, and he literally was placed second in command over all of Egypt, serving the Pharaoh. What an honor to go from being a prisoner to serving the Pharaoh as number two in the whole nation. Amazing, impressive, sounds like only something God can do, right? And let that story, if you want to be encouraged, read that story in the Bible. Let it encourage you. Let it inspire you that God still does these things today. And he's setting you up for success in a way that you have no idea. But the awesome thing about the story of Joseph is after he was you know, delivered and reached his promise and he was no longer hope deferred, but he was hope fulfilled. He was a tree of life. Well, he had a son and his very first son, he named Manasseh. And that's very important because the word Manasseh, it literally means God has made me forget my troubles in my father's household. He named his first son. And I think it's cool because in the Bible times, they didn't just pick names what sounded trendy or cool or aesthetic. (laughs) They picked names that were symbolic and had meaning and represented something. It was almost like a declaration of faith when names were chosen. And so for Joseph to name his first son Manasseh, it says, God has made me forget my troubles in my father's household. Why is this cool and important? Because when God restores, he fully restores. Even though you might have faced some major disappointment, 
Maybe you're, you're still recovering from a past disappointment, a hope that was deferred. First, know that God's delays are not his denials. And second, know that Manasseh is coming. What I mean is that when God comes through for you, he will restore every part of you. He will restore you to the point where you will be able to say, like Joseph, God has made me forget my troubles. And he says, and my father's household. Why? Because he wants to, you know, forget about his family. He knows because there was a lot of pain there. There was a lot of pain. And so not only will God restore you to the point where you'll forget your troubles, but he will heal the pain. He will heal the pain of your life, of the trauma you've experienced. God can do that. And it only happens when we trust God. We wait on him and we allow him to show us that it's not really hope deferred. I think we think it's hope deferred, but the story's not over yet. We think it's, you know, the hope that didn't fulfill us or got rejected, but it's not because the story's not over. If the story was over, then it would be hope deferred, but the story's not over. So it's not completely hope deferred yet. It's just not yet. It hasn't happened yet for one reason or another. But if we trust God, if we keep believing and resting on him, then we will experience that. And we, like Joseph, can say, God has made me forget my troubles and healed my pain. Wow. So this verse in the Bible, next verse, it's Romans 15, 13. Been one of my favorite verses since I was 18 years old. It says, may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow. Another translation says, so you may be bubbling over with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why do I like this verse? Because it says, may you be bubbling over with hope. This is significant because it shows us that God wants us to hope. God wants us to hope, not just walk in faith. It's not just faith, it's faith, hope, and love, right? Faith, hope, and love. We don't have a problem with faith. We don't have a problem with love. It's the hope part that we're like, I don't want to get my hopes up. God wants you to get your hopes up. God, not only does this verse say that God is the God of hope, but it says that may the God of hope fill you to the point that you are bubbling over with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Why does God want you bubbling over with hope? Because God knows your future. God knows your future. God wants you to not only walk in faith, but to be bubbling over with hope, to feel the emotion, the excitement, the joy of what he has for you. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived the things that God has in store for those who love him, right? God is not afraid of you being hopeful. God is not afraid of you getting your hopes up when you love him, when you serve him, when you're living a life for him. Why? Because he has every intention of fulfilling your expectation. Your expectation proves your faith. It goes hand in hand. You can't have faith without hope and hope without faith. They work together. So hope is like the stamp of approval on your faith. And God needs us not just to walk in faith, but to express our hope because he has every intention of fulfilling your expectation. He knows something that you don't. 
He knows your future. What does the Bible say? Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know, this is God speaking. He says, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. Hope and the future. God says, I got plans for your life. I got great plans for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. God says, if you can get a sneak peek in your future, you wouldn't be afraid to hope. Now, don't let the timeline discourage you because the timing depends on things sometimes you can't even control. It's God's working and preparing other things. Sometimes it's it's getting our hearts right and getting our hearts in the perfect posture to receive and letting God build our character and develop us and teach us. There's so many reasons why it's a not yet in response to our prayers. But regardless, that's not our job. Our job is to trust God, to love God, to believe God, and to be filled with hope. That verse, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Trusting in God will help lead us to not only faith, but trusting in God will allow hope to rise up inside of us. So I encourage you today to trust God. Don't be discouraged by what you see because the battle is always depending on what you see and believe. That's the spiritual battle. That's spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare has to do with what you are seeing, what you are believing, what you are expecting, because that's the spiritual incubator. You're what you believe, what you see, what you expect. That's the spiritual incubator that can give birth to your dreams. It's the spiritual birth canal to releasing heaven on earth. So God needs us to not just trust in him, not just have faith, but to let hope fill us up, bubble up. Let's not just be people of faith and love. Let's not be afraid to get excited when we serve God. Not be afraid to get excited and express the joy of the Lord in our life and say, I know you know, things may not be exactly the way I wish they were today. And see, that's the thing. Faith is today. Hope sees the future. You got to combine them so you can enjoy your good life today and live your good life now, regardless where you're at, knowing that good things are coming in your future because you are filled not only with faith, but with hope, and you can see a great future. Isn't that what the Bible says? Where there is no vision, people perish. When you don't see a positive future for your life, life is discouraging. Life is depressing. Life can be filled with despair. But the opposite of that then is where there is vision, people flourish. So when you have a vision in your life and you can see a positive future, then you're going to flourish emotionally, physically, mentally. You're going to start flourishing because you can see and expect that good things are coming. So listen, I know discouragement, despair, hope deferred is a real deal. I've experienced much of it in my life just like you, but we can get through it as we trust God and be filled, bubbling over with hope and see that God has great things in store for us. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope this caused you to walk with your head lifted up. Isn't that another verse in the Bible I remember? It says that God is the, what it says, the glory and the lifter of our head. God doesn't want us walking around with our head down in depression and despair seeing the negative. God wants us to 
God wants to be the lifter of our head where we can put our head up knowing that if God is for us, who could be against us? God wants to lift our head knowing that good things are coming our way. So I encourage you. I hope this puts some faith inside of you and allows you to get some excitement and anticipation of the hope that God has for your life. I love you and appreciate you listening to this podcast. Be sure to say hi on social media, everywhere you can find us at Your Good Life Now. And as always, my friends, cheers to your good life.